Hello everyone, my name is Martin Rules. Today is Thursday, which means it's Philippine True Crime Stories. Kamusta kayong lahat? I hope you guys are safe and healthy. If you're new here, hi, I make videos every Thursday kung saan pinag-uusapan natin yung mga true crimes na nangyari sa Pinas while I apply my makeup. Kung interested kayo and gusto nyo yung mga crime and mystery plus makeup, I suggest you hit that subscribe button and join the true crime family. Also, don't forget to click that bell button para ma-update kayo pag meron tayong bagong uploads. And kung meron kayong questions about sa story natin today and sa mga makeup na ginamit ko, don't hesitate to DM me on Instagram. Masagutin ko lahat ng mga questions nyo. Okay, so last week we talked about Eileen Sarmenta and Alan Gomez rape slate case na talaga namang karumal-dumal, oh my god. And today we are going to talk about Nida Blanca's shocking murder case. And if I'm not mistaken, elementary ata ako nung nangyari itong ano na to, um, news na ito, nung sumabog tong balita na to. And hindi ko siya dinigest masyado as a elementary kid, yes. Kasi ayokong matraumatize. Kasi nga napapanood ko siya sa TV and ayokong parang ma-picture sa utak ko yung nangyari sa kanya. So parang binaliwala ko lang siya at that time. Pero ngayon, we are going to discuss it. So let's start. By the way, disclaimer lang yung ibang description ng pagkamatay o pagka-murder kay Nida Blanca is gruesome. So, if you're not into it, I suggest you exit the video. Pero binigyan ko na kayo ng babalaha. So, ayan, mag-start na ako. So, si Nida Blanca, also known as Dorothy Jones, ay ipinanganak noong January 1936 sa Guapa, Nueva Ecija. Sa kanyang nanay na si Innocentia Aquesa, at sa kanyang Amerikanong tatay na sundalo na si John William Jones II. And then, na-discover siya ni Delia Rason, a former movie queen, na tumulong sa kanya para maging isang artista. Sinida gusto talaga ang pag-arte, kaya una siyang lumapit sa Sampaguita Pictures and Premier Productions, pero sinabihan siyang masyado pa daw siyang bata, kasi parang 15 years old pa lang siya noon para sa mga adult roles. Kaya si Delia Razon, siya yung nag-convince dun sa owner ng LBN Pictures na si Donya Sisang to get Nida to become a movie star. And mind you ha, si LBN Pictures was the biggest film productions sa Pilipinas after World War II. Since half Caucasian nga si Nida and yung skin niya na sobrang fair, si Donya Sisang yung may-ari ng LBN Pictures, minigyan siya ng ano niya, stage name na Blanca, which ginamit niya as a surname. And by the way, Blanca in Spanish is white, so kaya yun ang kanya binigay na pangalan. Nag-start si Nida bilang isang extra sa mga movie ni Delia, yung nag-ano sa kanya, nag-recruit, oo, oh, oh. nag-recruit sa kanya bilang artista. And yung mga pelikula kung saan siya nag-start bilang extra ay Reina Elena, Amor Mio, at Tia Loleng. And then nabigyan siya ng mabigat na pavel bilang isang Koreana sa pelikulang Korea noong 1952 kung saan nakakuha siya ng parangal na Best Supporting Actress sa FAMAS. Hanggang sunod-sunod na rin yung mga projects niya and naging household name siya doon sa kanyang role na Marsha sa isang TV sitcom na Jan and Marsha. Isang hit TV series noong... 90s and kasama niya yung comedy king na si Dolphy. And tumagal yung TV series na yon for 17 years kaya alam ko yung mga 90s babies dyan alam yon. 
She made 163 films, received 49 trophies, and 19 from that 49 trophies was from good acting. Sa personal life niya naman, she was married to Victorino Torres, kung saan siya nagkaroon ng anak na si Kate Torres. However, hindi ito nagtagal kasi nag-separate sila nung 2 years old pa lang yung anak nila na si Kay. She then later met Rod Strunk, a singer-actor sa US. Si Rod Strunk appeared sa episodes of Alfred Hitchcock Presents and yung kanyang kanta, If I Had a Girl, landed on number 31 sa Billboard Hot 100 noong 60s. And then, nung nag-film si Rod noong Once Before I Die sa Pinas, he met Nida and then dun sila nagkakilala. And then, noong 1979, nagpakasal sila sa United States. And if you're wondering kung anong ginagawa ko, wala rin akong idea kung anong gagawin ko ay shadow, so bear with me. And then, nagsama sila ng matagal pero hindi sila nagkaroon ng anak. And yun nga, katulad ng sabi ko Earlier, naging household name yung pangalan ni Nida Blanca. And also, she was appointed as a board member ng MTRCB. Pero nung November 7, 2001, na-shock yung buong Filipino people dahil itong veteran actress was found brutally murdered sa likod ng kanyang sasakyan. Natagpuan ngayon kanyang bangkay sa likod ng kanyang sasakyan sa 6th floor parking lot ng Green Hills. Atlanta Center. Ayon sa investigation and autopsy ni Nida Blanca, who was 65 years old at that time, uh, meron siyang natamong 13 stab wounds and mostly small and superficial. So, yung mga saksak sa left face niya, neck and thorax, 3 wounds near armpit, pero yung pinaka-fatal talaga was at her throat hitting her jugular vein. Yes, I did my liner off cam. Don't judge me. Hindi ko kaya habang nagsasalita. So, Nina Blanca also suffered from hematoma sa kanyang right eye and two broken ribs. Sabi sa initial report, um, yung wounds galing daw sa two different knives kasi hindi identical yung mga sugat sa kanyang katawan. Hey, Betchangs! Want to start your own podcast pero worried about what goes through the production process? Girl, if hindi mo pa naririnig, may I share with you Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Just download it via the App Store, Play Store, or access it from the website www.anchor.fm for free. Tapos meron silang creation tools doon that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right away. You also don't have to worry about the distribution on different platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others dahil Anchor will do the job for you. Anchor, everything you need to make a podcast. Walang signs ng defense wounds and wala rin um, signs ng struggle sa loob ng kanyang sasakyan nung natagpuan siya. A medical legal said that her wounds were post-mortem meaning it might have been done after she died. And yung approximate time of death niya naman between 4am to 5am noong November 7, 2001, around 3 hours um, bago makita nung guard yung kanyang katawan. Yung guard then also saw a blood trail indicating that her body was dragged from one place to her car Nissan Sentra. Earlier that day before her murder, yung isang co-worker niya nakita si Nida na nag-take ng call 
And then, after daw ng telephone call na yon umalis na daw siya. Sa isang report also said na si Nida daw, nagsabi sa employee ng MTRCB na may aatinan daw siyang wake sa Santuario de San Antonio, Forbes Park, Mahati. At 10pm naman, nung araw na nawawala si Nida Blanca, November 6, Elena de la Paz, yung personal assistant ni Nida Blanca, noticed na hindi pa siya umuwi ng bahay. So, tinawagan niya yung mga friend nito and ang sabi ng mga friends ay hindi pa nila nakikita si Nida. Pumunta si Elena sa Atlanta Center kung saan nagtatrabaho si Nida dun sa may MTRCB office. Meron siya kasamang dalawang relatives and then pinapatuloy niya yung paghahanap kay Nida Blanca. Pero yung guard dun sa um, parking lot ng kanilang office sabi hindi pa daw nakakaalis kasi yung car nandun pa rin sa parking lot. So, ang inisip ni Elena, baka daw may kasama lang siyang friends and lumabas lang, ganyan. So, umuwi siya ng mga 11.30pm and sinabi niya dun kay Rod, yung asawa ni Nida Blanca na hindi din nila ito nakita. The next day, November 7, 2001, ayun nga, nakita nung guard yung katawan ni Nida Blanca sa loob ng kanyang sasakyan, sa likod ng sasakyan niya dun sa may parking lot na wala nang buhay. Ngayon naman, let's talk about mga conspiracies and theories surrounding Nida Blanca's death. So, yung first thing is yung casino allegation. Yes. Ang sabi-sabi si Nida Blanca daw ay may friend na former movie star who resides at Forbes Park and was one of the group of people that run a money lending business sa casino. Nung nagkasakit na yung movie star, binigay niya daw kay Nida Blanca yung list ng mga taong may utang sa kanya. And si Nida Blanca lang din nakakaalam ng mga pangalan na nandun sa may listahan. And because of that, sabi-sabi, na-compromise daw yung um, situation ni Nida Blanca. May rumors din na si Nida Blanca daw ay may malaking utang sa sindikato na nagpapautang sa mga gamblers sa casino. Oo. And may isa pang rumors na sabi, siya naman daw yung nagpapautang ng pera doon sa mga gamblers sa casino. Pero during initial investigations, nakita ng isang um, witness, si Nida Blanca and yung kanyang friend na si Candelaria Ding Tantoko sa Casino Filipino on the night of November 6. Si Tantoko was known as a frequent companion ni Nida sa casino. So another conspiracy theory dahil nga daw hindi nag-work na yung marriage ni Nida tsaka ni Rod, yung kanyang husband and according dun sa household staff hindi na daw natutulog sa isang room yung mag-asawa as in magka-separate sila ng room and sometime during 90s na huli ni Nida na gumagamit ng droga si Rod pero pinatawad naman siya nito and then umabot din sa point na naubos na yung mga finances ni Rod and naging freeloader siya kay Nida and nagkaroon din siya ng interest sa mga properties and insurances ni Nida Blanca Nida Blanca's worth of properties were 85 million pesos and as stated sa kanyang will Um, ipapamana niya lang ito sa kanya nag-iisang daughter na si Kay. She had disinherited Rod's trunk. And tinitingnan din itong angulo na to na pinakamatibay na motibo sa pagpatay kay Nida Blanca. Dahil nga, alam mo yun, may motive. So wala na siya sa will. Ibig sabihin, pagpinatay siya, 
Ayan, kasal pa rin sila. Kaya Rod mapupunta yung mana. Ganoin. And then, ito na. Nung dumating or bernick ni Philip Medel yung kanyang silent. Noong November 18, 2001, the police presented a suspect named Pedro Philip Medel Jr. na sumurrender and made a sworn statement na siya daw yung pumatay kay Nida Blanca. Okay, bago tayo magpatuloy, gusto ko muna kayong tanungin mga kabetsyang. Do you ever wonder how I create my podcast? Gusto nyo bang magsimula na rin ng sarili ninyong show at i-conquer ang podcasting world pero worried kayo sa recording, editing, at iba pang masasamang elemento na maaaring pumigil sa vibe ninyo? Well, worry no more honey dahil sobrang easy na mag-start ng podcast ngayon using Anchor. Libre lang sa Zai at sa mismong app, you can already record and edit your podcast and publish it on various platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at marami pang iba. As your detective, I can attest to the fact that Anchor is guilty for being the easiest way to make a podcast. So download it now on App Store, Play Store, or access it via the website www.anchor.fm for free! Anchor, everything you need to make a podcast. Now back to the episode. So, ito yung story niya. Medyo bear with me dahil medyo magulo yung kanyang pagkakakwento. Oo, and based ito dun sa kanyang statement na nilabas sa press. So, yung story niya, tinawagan daw siya ni Mike Martinez early October 2001 para mag-participate sa isang project. And they called that project Tantoko Project. Remember Nida Blanca's friend, Ding Tantoko? Mm. Ang main purpose daw ng project na yon was to intimidate a swindling wife of Chinese. Ito na nga noong November 6, tumawag ulit itong si Martinez kay Medel and they agreed to meet. While waiting for Martinez, mga around 5pm daw, a Caucasian man approached Medel and asked if he was Medel and sumagot siya na siya nga si Medel pero tinanong niya kung nasan si Martinez. The Caucasian man said na they will meet Martinez in some place later. So, they drove past sa Kamayan restaurant sa EDSA kung saan nagiintay daw si Martinez. And then, they went to another location. Pero, yung Caucasian man, nung hindi niya nakita yung hinahanap niyang person dun sa pinuntahan nila, bumalik ulit sila sa may Kamayan restaurant and nagantay dun hanggang 9pm. Nag-dinner sila and then si Medel was instructed to observe and intimidate a wife of a Chinese. Yung instruction, napaka-vague ha? Oo. So, nagtagal sila dun sa lugar pero si Martinez didn't show up. Si Medel and yung Caucasian man who he referred as Rad left the restaurant around 10pm and then pumunta sila dun sa may 6th floor ng Atlanta Center. Nagpark sila next sa isang dark green car which was Nida's Nissan Sentra and waited until 12 midnight. So sinabihan ni Rad si Medel na aalis daw siya And magintay lang daw siya dun sa may back seat ng green na car. Inunlock ni Rad yung car and let Medel in. And then si Medel spent his time texting his friends. I wonder 2001. May mga pang-text na ba nun? I forgot. <laughs> Basta, yun, nagtitext-text daw siya ng mga friends niya and then nakatulog siya. And then nagising daw siya dahil dun sa ilaw 
na nanggagaling dun sa car adjacent ng parking lot. And then si Medel saw Rad with two other women got out of the car. And then itong si Rad pushed the woman wearing strip blouse and black pants sa back seat. And then si Ni pa hinampa, sinapak nila yung babaeng naka-blouse. Si Medel sabi niya nakisali na din siya and ang pagkakasabi niya pa, he stabbed the woman on the left side sa body nito and sa neck. And then Medel, Rad, and yung other woman left the parking lot at 2am. And then sabi ni Medel pagka-uwi niya, pinago niya agad yung knife na pinanggamit niya sa krimen. dun sa kanilang kitchen sink. Yun na nga, nung pumutok yung balita, nagulat na lang si Medel na ang namatay pala or ang pinatay pala nila is si Nida Blanca. Sa confession ni Medel, nakumpirma ng public na si Rod Strunk at saka si Ding Tanteco pala yung tinutukoy niya. And isa dun sa mga interview niya, ni-refer niya si Ding Tantoko as lesbian and si Rad Strunk as gay. Pero both Rod Strunk and Ding Tanteko denied the allegations. And si Ding actually passed dun sa lie detector. Pero five days after Medel's testimony, noong November 23, 2001, during a televised preliminary investigation, Medel denies all his statements in an open court and claimed that he was tortured and forced to make a statement under duress. And because of this, it made things more confusing and complicated. During the course of investigation, si Mike Martinez, yung nakausap ni Medel sa telepono, was missing and presumed dead. Justice Secretary Hernando Perez called for cooperation of other agencies in solving the crime. Police Chief Leandro Mendoza created a task force called Marsha after the TV personality Nida Blanca portrayed for the investigation of the case. A year after, si Rod pumunta siya sa United States para bisitahin yung kanyang dying mom. to ay bago siya ma-charge ng NBI as mastermind ng pagkamatay ni Nida Blanca. The government requested an extradition so he could face trial here in the Philippines. However, due to the submitted evidence, U.S. court on November 12, 2003 denied the petition and ordered Rod to be free from Sacramento County Jail. Six years after Nida Blanca's death, si Rod Strunk nag-headline na nun siya sa mga balita dahil he reportedly committed suicide and nalaglag siya dun sa tinutuloyan niyang hotel sa California na may taas na 20 feet. And the authorities found evidence in his Tracy Inn in California and that indicate he took his own life. Yung isa pang suspect na si Philip Medel namatay siya sa sepsi secondary to pneumonia sa Pasig General Hospital noong April 2010. 19 years nang nakalipas pero itong kaso na to hindi siya umusad and hanggang evidence stage lang siya. It will never go on trial because based on our law pagpatay na accused, the criminal liability is extinguished. So this murder case will remain unsolved. So that's it for today's video. Let me know in the comment section below what do you think of this case. And i-share nyo na yung inyong mga conspiracy and inyong mga theories about Nida Blanca's death. And as always, kung meron kayong question about today's episode or mga question about sa makeup na in-apply ko, don't hesitate to DM me sa IG and sasagutin ko yung mga questions nyo. So my take on this case naman is parang... Mm, Base kasi sa law, nakalagay doon na parang kapag namatay na yung accused criminal, is extinguished na yung, yung case. Bet ko tuloy bigla mag-take ng law, oh my god. Hindi kasi, diba, kawawa naman yung pamilya na 
na iwanan yung namatay ng walang katarungan, de ba? So I think parang dapat may batas tayo na parang kapag hindi napatunayan yung namatay, hanap pa tayo. Charot. <laughs> so ayun na nga, that's it and I hope na kayo ay magstay na safe and healthy and talagang mamatay na yung virus na ito. Mm-mm. I hope you guys make good choices in life. Until next Thursday, bye!